together as a community of God. Um, so if you don't know me, uh, my name is Yi He. Uh, I'm part of uh, this um, congregation. Um, so how about uh, I pray uh, as we start. So let's pray. Dear God, we thank you uh, for your word that is full of truth and the life. Uh, we pray that you give us uh, understanding as we uh, uncover uh, your word uh, here this morning. Um, and we pray that you give us wisdom and give us enlightenment so we can really uh, understand your word. And we pray that your word uh, bring impact on our life. I pray in your holy name. Amen. So I love uh, growing tomatoes. I grow more than 10 varieties of different tomatoes. tomatoes. So they are different in color, shape, and size. And most importantly, their flavor is distinct from flavorless supermarket tomatoes. A hint of acidity is so satisfying uh, to have a bite. Um, uh, so after tepid tomatoes anymore. Um, so this, and there's another picture. So this, sadly, is not my crops from this year. <laughs> It's my crops from 2019. It's still it's too cold uh, for me. Here it's too cold. It's still a bit earlier for me to show you the crops of this year. So I grow tomatoes not just for fun. Uh, I grow it because I, I'm expecting exciting fruit like that. Um, so, um, however, like growing... Um, and also, I love growing tomatoes from seed um, because it enables me to explore a wide range of uh, tomatoes in doing so. Uh, however, growing tomato from seed is not that easy, especially uh, in this cold Tasmania. Um, so I need to keep my seedlings um, inside of the house for a few months um, before I can plant them on the ground. Um, also, in order to uh, give them extra warmth, so I need to uh, move them around, so from one sunny spot to another sunny spot. And when the ground warms up, um, normally it's after show day, um, so I can finally uh, plant them in. Um, and uh, what I also need to do is to add fertilizer, organic fertilizer to the soil, so the tomato will be well fed. And also, I plug in a very firm and long stick on the ground, so they will be well supported. Uh, and water them regularly, and prune them when needed. It requires a lot of work to turn this tiny seed uh, into beautiful fruit like that. But I wouldn't bother uh, to work hard for it, because I know there will be uh, amazing fruit like that. Um, and I know that my hard work will not invade. So in today's parable, uh, Jesus teaches us the kingdom of God is like a growing seed. Uh, so when the seed is sowed, it will sprout, grow, and bear fruit. This is actually of a great hope for evangelism. Um, what motivates us to keep on our hard work on evangelism is because we have confidence um, that we will not end up with empty fruit bowl, 
there will be fruit. But what does that really mean? Honestly, we may not always feel that way. Um, we sometimes wonder, where is the fruit? Does my work of evangelism really matter? Um, how can I be certain that my labor is not in vain? So we are going to explore uh, these questions uh, together. So our big idea for today is our hope of evangelism is God is sovereignly growing his kingdom through his word, in his time, and in his way. And our first point is God is sovereignly growing his kingdom through his word. Uh, verse 26 and the 27 uh, Jesus also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. So what does this parable mean? We need some context uh, to understand this parable uh, well. So Jesus speaks about the parable of sower, before he, speak, he tells his disciple uh, this parable. So in the parable of sower, um, Jesus illustrates that when a farmer sows the seed, it may fall into different type of ground. Um, and only those fall into good soil uh, will eventually uh, sprout and bear fruit. Uh, then he explained, uh, the seed is the word, and the good soil is those who listen attentively to the word, and take it into their heart. Um, so only those people's life uh, will be fruitful. Um, obviously, the focus of the parable of sower um, like the, is on the soil. So how people listen to the word is essential uh, for the fruitation. Um, however, in the parable um, of growing seed, the focus is not on soil. It's on seed itself. So without addressing the soil, uh, it illustrates that the seed will grow on its own when it is sowed. So what does this tell us about? Um, a few things that we can draw attention from this parable so far. So firstly, that we can be confident about the seed, the word of God. Um, so the word of God will grow on its own. It's high-quality seed. And it, it contains life, um, and it has full potential to fruitation. So when the seed is sold, um, it produces fruit by itself. It doesn't depend on man for its fruitation. It grows even though the person um, so, who sold the seed doesn't know how. So therefore, we can be confident about the seed, uh, the word of God, uh, as, we're doing, uh, as we do our work of sowing. Um, sometimes we may feel uncertain uh, as we share the good news uh, of Jesus with other people. So we're not sure if it really uh, makes any difference um, to people's life. So we share the good news of Jesus as if we are buying a lottery. Um, if I am lucky enough, it's possible uh, the seed I sowed will sprout and the people will open to receive uh, God's word. 
if I'm really, really lucky, um, there might be a chance that the word I shared lead people to genuine repentance um, and uh, uh, fruitation. But we may just feel it's all by chance, and I have no confidence um, about it at all. Um, it is true uh, that whether uh, the seed we sow will bear fruit or not um, like also depends on the person who received the seed, how they listen to the word, how they respond to God's word. But this parable gives us confidence uh, that the seed itself is quality seed. We may not have confidence in the person who received the word, but we can be confident about the seed. It's the word of God, and it's full of life. So we can be confident about the word as we proclaim the word to the world. Um, secondly, we can be confident about harvest. Uh, verse 27 to 28. Uh, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. Even though the person who sowed the seed um, doesn't know how, the seed generates, grows, and produces crops. It's clear here uh, that it's not the farmer who makes the seed grow. He goes sleep and gets up. It grows on its own. It gives us confidence that, that the seed we scattered will bring harvest by itself. This doesn't mean all the seed we scattered will bear fruit. We just mentioned that only those fall into good soil will eventually produce crops. So this can be discouraging for us, as it's not same as it's not in our control, whether the word we scattered fall into good soil or not. Perhaps all the seed I scattered may fall into bad soil, and other work of evangelism may just end up in vain. Well, this parable gives us great encouragement and hope that there will be good soil, and there will be seed fall into good soil and bear fruit as we persistently in sowing. We can't expect all the seed uh, we scattered will bear fruit, but we can be confident about harvest. We can be confident about it uh, through the whole church history. Um, the kingdom of God grew enormously uh, through the sowing work of his disciples. So the word of God uh, spread from Jerusalem um, to Judea to Samaria and then to the end of the world. Um, the number of Christians grows from just a handful of people uh, and become the largest uh, religion in the world. So we can be confident uh, about the harvest uh, through church history. And also we can be confident about harvest uh, through God's saving work nowadays. Uh, the statistic shows the number of Christians grows uh, about 1.17% all around the world uh, in 2022. 
I know it sounds, uh, it doesn't sound a lot, uh, but it's about 30 million people. So God adding, uh, God adds 30 million people to his kingdom uh, through our sowing work all around the world. So that's great encouragement for us that God is growing his kingdom, still growing his kingdom nowadays uh, through our sowing work. So, so we can be certainly confident and a certainty as we saw the word, and we can be certainty about harvest in the end. Um, and our second point is God is solemnly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way. It's not, um, it is not we who decide when people come to faith. And it's not we decide how people come to faith. It is God who is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way. Uh, Verse 27 and verse 28. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he doesn't know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. So after the seed is sowed, night and day, whether the sower goes to sleep or gets up, the seed grows on its own. It is the seed itself, sends the warmth of the ground, and sends the moisture, and it pops up. It sets root um, in the ground and absorbs nutrients and water it required uh, to grow. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel um, in the head. So the seed knows when um, to sprout and grow, and he knows how to grow. So in the same way, uh, God is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way. So he has his time for those who uh, heard the word come to faith. And he has a way for people uh, to come to believe. Our God is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way. So how can it apply to us? Firstly, it requires us patience in evangelism. It is not us uh, who make, the, uh, make people believe. God does. We totally depend on God um, to bring people to faith in his time. Sometimes it takes a short period of time. It is in season and in good soil. Everything seems right. Uh, When you share the good news of Jesus, people appreciate, evaluate, um, and uh, um, after a while, the seed grows enormously. So I know uh, a sister uh, in Melbourne is someone like that. Um, So she came to Australia as a backpacker about 10 years ago. Um, So we met her in our mission uh, event and invited her to uh, our fellowship gathering. Um, So that night, uh, she was deeply moved by God's love and God's word. And she decided to stay and explore more about Christian faith. just in a few months, she decided to, um, became, to become a Christian, and she get, get baptized. And in year time, um, she went to Bible college, 
um, and she became a full-time uh, theological student. Um, and three years later, she became missionary and had become uh, the disciple who can continue to make disciples. So a fruit uh, continued to bear more fruit for God's kingdom. So it grows super fast. However, sometimes it may take longer um, before people come to faith. It is our season. It grows very slow, or you may not notice it grow at all. Uh, it may take 10 years or even longer before we can see any fruit. Um, we once received a message from a focus a student um, that, really surprised, uh, that really caused us by surprise. So he came to focus uh, about 10 years ago. He heard the gospel and had some conversation with focus staff. Then he left without any obvious change. Um, and we thought uh, that was it. He just another guy uh, who heard the gospel and drifted away. Um, in that moment, it's really easy for us to feel discouraged and feel doubtful. We thought maybe God wasn't used focus um, enough. Uh, like maybe God not using focus as much as it should. Maybe something went wrong. And maybe uh, we didn't perform in an effective way. Maybe God wasn't uh, answering our prayer. Does other work evangelism really matter? Honestly, we have doubt and we may lose patience uh, in our evangelism. But God reminds us to be patient and to trust Him that He is God who is sovereignly growing His kingdom in His time. So 10 years later, this friend texted us and told us that he had become Christian. And he really grateful that he attended the focus when he was a uni student. It really surprised us. We know God is sovereign over all of this because we wasn't there with him in his faith journey. We don't know when the seed first pop up. Um, and we don't know if anyone around him watered it uh, and fertilized it. What we know is just one day uh, we see the fruit and we know it's God who is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time. So you might be a grandparent uh, who have been praying for your grandkids for five or even 15 years and you still didn't see any fruit. And you may lose patience and thought, that's it. They may never come to faith. Know that our God is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time. It may take longer than we expected. And we may be not able to see the fruit in our lifetime. But we can trust the God and trust he uh, is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time. So let's not lose our patience in our evangelism and not cease to pray for those who we've sowed the seed. Secondly, we can trust God in growing his kingdom in his way. So it's, it is God who decides when the seed sprouts and the bear fruit. 
Uh, it's also God uh, who decides um, how to grow it. So his way of growing his kingdom may be very different from what we thought. Um, God can grow his kingdom even through weak and broken vessels. Um, I remember I heard a testimony uh, from a well-known Chinese pastor. Um, his name is Yuan Zhiming. So he became a Christian um, like when he was studying in the United States. So he is a brilliant guy, um, highly educated, a doctor in philosophy. But he came to faith through a low-educated uh, Chinese lady. Um, so this lady invited a group of well-educated uh, students to her house for dinner uh, every weekend. Uh, and she shared the good news of Jesus with them um, uh, at the table. Um, so we can, yeah, it's, it's not too difficult to imagine uh, how challenging for her. Um, every time when this lady bring face talk, uh, this knowledgeable student starts to debate with her. And obvi obviously, she lost the debate all the time. And then uh, Pastor uh, Yuan added, what was striking him was she wasn't angry and upset um, at all when she lost the argument. Instead, she's still gentle, patient, and kind towards them. And she's still full of peace and joy. Um, so what's wrong with her? Like why she is able to act like this? Um, so he was really curious and asked her for the reason of the hope she has. Then this lady pointed him to Jesus and suggested him to read the full gospel. Um, and God led him to faith in this way. So our God is able to grow uh, his kingdom through weak and broken vessels like us. You don't have to be extreme wise or be fully equipped um, to be used by God for his saving work. God is able to use your weakness and inefficiency um, to achieve his gracious saving work. So you, your work of evangelism won't be less significant because you are less gifted or you are not pastor. God is able to shine his glory through us to achieve his incredible purpose. God is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way, and we can fully trust him in this. Our last point is God. It's God's sovereignty means we can work towards harvest. God is able to um, sovereignly grow in his kingdom in his time and in his way. It doesn't mean we can just sit back and do nothing. Instead, God's sovereignty means we can walk towards harvest. Uh, verse 26 uh, and verse 29. A man scattered seed on the ground. As soon as a grain is ripe, he puts a sickle to it because the harvest has come. God's sovereignty 
doesn't exclude our human responsibility, rather through human responsibility. Uh, in this parable, we can see at least seed need to be sold, and the crops need to be harvested through human agency. Loving and the relational God naturally would love to involve us in his work. So it doesn't mean uh, God depends on us to uh, achieve uh, his saving work. God certainly can turn people to him without us. So just like what he uh, does to uh, Apostle Paul. So he revealed himself to Paul uh, in Damascus and it turned him around um, on his own. So a persecutor ins uh, insistently become a person that is willing to be persecuted uh, for the gospel. Um, but God chose to save through human agency uh, most of the time. Uh, even in the case of saving Paul, uh, God, God uh, caused Ananus to caught uh, Ananus and sent him to pray for him and to restore him. The loving and the relational God would love to involve us in his work. And this is actually great news for us. For example, when we are making New Year cookies, um, it would be easier for the parents to do all the work uh, by themselves. Um, but it would be no benefits for the growth of the kids uh, if they choose to do so. Uh, only by involving them uh, in the process, even mean to having them running around, uh, get their hands dirty, and uh, get a mess. Uh, it would be beneficial for the kids and they can uh, grow and learn uh, from this process. Of course, what's more, uh, what, what's more important is they can enjoy this intimate relationship with their parents by doing, by making uh, the cookies together. Uh, therefore, um, it's great news that God involves us in his saving work. So in this parable, uh, it shows us at least three things uh, that we can be uh, involved uh, in this process. So firstly, the seed needs to be sold through human agency. Um, so God has entrusted his sowing work to us um, in Romans chapter 10, verse 14. So how then can they call on the one uh, who has not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they are not heard? And how can they hurt without someone preaching to them? So the good news of Jesus needs to be proclaimed by us uh, to be able to um, be heard. It is through us that God is growing his kingdom. Uh, if you feel less motivated in sowing um, and think God doesn't need me in spreading the word, um, so he can use those who are more gifted than me to do the, to do the work, knows that God loves you, and he would love to involve you uh, and work with you in his mission. So you don't need to be super gifted to do the work of sowing, and you also don't need to be worried about the result. Um, so we are, called, we are called to sow the seed, and God will be responsible uh, for the result. God is sovereignly growing his kingdom 
uh, through other sowing work. Secondly, is a need uh, for cultivating. Um, so 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 9, um, I planted the seed, Apos, uh, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So God grows his kingdom uh, through our cultivating and care. It is true that only God makes the growth, but it doesn't mean God excludes us um, in his growing part. So the first Corinthian passage here um, implies that the seed uh, needs to be watered apart from being sown. Um, so the f- for the focused friend uh, who came to face uh, after 10 years, uh, he heard the gospel. It's hardly to believe that in these 10 years, there's no one around him to water or to fertilize or to take care of him. Um, so um, God, grows, uh, God grows his kingdom through our care and cultivating um, so if you think your role is just to dig a hole and put seed in and hands off, know that God values you more than that. And he wants to involve you in various stages of growing his kingdom. So therefore, let's be a farmer that is diligently working towards harvest, taking care of those you've shared the good news of Jesus with, just as a farmer treats his um, precious plant. Be persistent in watering, uh, fertilizing, and pruning. uh, Spare your time, energy, and even money um, to them, and pay attention to those uh, you share the good news with, and pray for them. Um, Ask the only God uh, who can bring the growth to grow them. God grows his kingdom through our cultivating and care. Finally, the need for harvesting. So as God's human agency, he involves us to be eagerly looking for crops and anticipates for harvest. We can be confident in sowing because we have good quality seed. We can be Patient in cultivating because we know that there will be seed fell into good soil and it will produce fruit. Um, but in all of this, God invites us to watch and watch carefully uh, when the seed is ready for harvest. And we can share the joy of harvest with God in the end. So my final word is be diligent in uh, sowing and be eagerly in waiting and be watchful when the harvest is ready. God is sovereignly growing his kingdom in his time and in his way. So we can walk towards great harvest in the end. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that you are sovereignly growing his, uh, your kingdom uh, in your time and in your way. And we thank you that you uh, loves us and you want involves us um, of the, uh, of the, uh, in growing your kingdom. Um, so we pray that um, you, your word continue to encourage us, uh, motivate us uh, of our work uh, of evangelism. 
So help us to grow our confidence in you and to trust you that you are growing your kingdom nowadays. So we can eagerly work with you uh, towards harvest. We pray in your holy name. Amen.